You are listening to Horror Nerds at Church, a ridiculously queer podcast where your hosts usually take a deep dive into a horror film and talk about how it connects to queerness, religion, and theology. But today, we're doing something a little different. Today, in celebration of their 100th episode, pretty cool, right? I have taken over the podcast to serve as the moderator to ask your questions. So who am I? Uh, I'm Ben Monroe. I've spent most of my life in Northern California, where I live in the East Bay area with my family. I'm the author of In the Belly of the Beast and Other Tales of Cthulhu Wars, The Seeding, the graphic novel Planet Apocalypse, and short stories in several anthologies. And now, I wish I had a drum. I'd do a little drum roll, but you know, I'll do my best. It's my pleasure to introduce the two co-hosts of Horror Nerds at Church. Uh, Pace Warfield is the creator and co-host of Horror Nerds at Church. They're a PhD candidate at the Graduate Theological Union in Berkeley, California. Uh, where their research interests include Reformation history and queer theological anthropology. Pace is a lifelong horror fan, having grown up on franchises like A Nightmare on Elm Street and reading Stephen King. They live in Hopkins, Minnesota, where it's very cold right now, while they mm -hmm. finish their dissertation, teach online courses, and watch a shit ton of horror, as God intended. Uh, uh, Pastor Emily E. Ewing is the co-host of Horror Nerds at Church and creator and co-host of the Nerds at Church podcast. In addition to podcasting, they enjoy making drinks with Sabbath sips, art with Roll for Art, and random preaching with Roll for Sermon on TikTok. Emily is a horror Padawan, enjoying wading into horror while still not yet watching the scary ones at night. They currently work as a pastor and mission developer focusing on creativity, spirituality, and healing in Balmer, Maryland. And throughout this episode, uh, this live episode, remember we're live, so I can't say poop or fart or anything. Uh, feel free to put your questions in the comments below, and we will try to get to as many as we can. And thank you to all who submitted to questions in advance. We'll get to those soon. Uh, and a special thank you to Susanna Porter, who is running the tech of this live episode, and River Cook Needham for helping to moderate the Facebook and YouTube comments and get your questions to us. So hopefully there's some people out there listening. Uh, and watching and you've got your fingers poised over the keyboard so feel free to submit your questions in the Facebook chat or any other chats you happen to be watching us on and we're going to answer as many as we can live and, and hopefully get them right or at least not make complete goofs of ourselves. so how's everyone doing today good <laughs> it's a Sunday <laughs> it's a sun that's the like church worker it's Sunday yeah right Yep. That's the only day of the week you work, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we only ever work on Sundays. And yeah. you are the council pre well, it's a different name, but this uh, vice president of your council or something like that, your church. Ben, oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, VP of missions at, at, at our church. Mm -hmm. So you know all about that fun stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Seemed like a good idea at the time. And uh, it always I'm does. To, I'm waiting to term out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, 
Okay, so it sounds like everyone's good. We're, we're all getting cold, of course. You know, you, I'm, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area here, so it's it's wimpy cold. Uh, but you guys are starting to deal with snow and sleet and windigos and stuff, which you know happens. Um, we had like sprinkling rain, so not nearly the cool cold that I prefer. Right. Just no the, snow. The annoying we're summoning and... it, summoning the snow with the background. There you go. And uh, what are you guys are watching lately? Any anybody watching any cool winter themed horror movies? Krampus or Silent Night, Deadly Night, anything like that? I'm thinking about waiting into Silent Night, Deadly Night because I haven't seen that one yet. We watched Krampus last year mm-hmm. and covered but... it. With Todd. And we did cover Silent Night, Deadly Night as part of season two before Emily was co-host. So you can go back and check out that mm-hmm. episode with J.M. Longworth as the guest co-host. But, 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 um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is almost, spoilers, almost entirely a rehash of (laughs) Silent Night, Deadly Night 1. It's just, it's like clips of the first one. So (laughs) that they try to form into a coherent narrative. So I feel like I could pick right up with that one in one of these years and just keep going for that whole franchise. Um, Just only ever talk about that and see if anybody notices. Yeah. 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 I also have been reading, in addition to our podcast reading of the Star Wars from a certain point of view books, I have also been reading The Hex Next Door, which is from an indie publisher, um, which is a very queer, spooky themed. I don't think it's actually horror, at least so far it's not, but has some some spooky themes, which is fun. I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I haven't yet figured out what I want to watch, but I really want to catch Eli Roth's Thanksgiving Waltzen. Uh, see see that. Um, beyond that, I haven't been watching too much horror lately. A lot of Star Wars. Can you imagine why with our upcoming Star Wars season? <laughs> Can't imagine why. I mean, yeah. that's its own kind of horror, like. The number of times that I have now watched the Ewoks holiday special. Oh my god. That's its own kind of horror. Oh, like Caravan of Courage or something? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. I don't think I need to watch it again for I believe the the term the timeline is 40 years, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can can let that one rest for 40 years. Nice, nice. I saw one last year. I think it was called The Conversation. It was a Shutter original. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good holiday-themed horror story. I think it was called The Conversation. I'll have to look it back up. Um, and it's it's one of those pressure cooker, two people stuck in a cabin in the snow kind of things. Um, and uh, a very interesting psychological piece. So not really, it gets kind of gory toward the end, but not really your typical when people think horror, they often think, you know, Saw, Friday the 13th. This yeah. was not so much like that. Um, so you're you're on Star Wars now, which is awesome. I, I know the podcast, you know, obviously Horror Nerds at Church started uh, a few years ago talking about, about just horror. Um, Pace, I'm always kind of curious, how did you come up with the idea for the podcast in the first place? What was the, the origin story, the villain or hero or otherwise? <laughs> Ooh, good question. Um... So yeah, this is one of the frequently question, frequently asked questions we get a lot here. 
And the story is kind of uh, simple in that Emily Ewing had an amazing podcast already going, Nerds at Church. Um, and it had just recently done its rebranding into Nerds at Church from what it used to be, HP at Church. And so they were asking for help thinking of some nerdy connections to the Bible as that podcast does. Um, and so I was helping like brainstorm some ideas for that week's scripture readings. And I just kept coming up with horror references. <laughs> and Emily's like, hey, that's not quite the scope of this podcast. And so I made a joke. Infamous joke. <laughs> there should be a spinoff podcast called Horror Nerds at Church. Fast forward three months and Ace is starting a podcast called Horror Nerds at Church. It's been off from mm -hmm. Nerds at Church. And so like it, it it really started off as just like this offhanded comment. And then it kind of grew into its own thing back in 2021. We started March 25th of 2021. So I can't believe we put out 100 episodes in between then and now. Right. That is amazing. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember our introduction from the nerds at church podcast to the horror nerds at church podcast was the easter episode on was jesus a zombie <laughs> it was it was a great episode we went through zombie vampire like so many different options of like the resurrected christ what possibly is going on there it was really right. fun with uh, yes. the previous co-host joe and pace yeah there you go. And Emily, I'm kind of curious, um, since you, you've said a few times that you're you're new to the genre and you've kind of taken a, a deep dive under Pace's tutelage <laughs> from the last, you know, last year or so. Is there any, anything, you know, in all these films you've seen for the first time, anything surprising you've learned about the horror aesthetic uh, or genre? Yeah, I, so I used to occasionally watch scary movies um and then i watched silence of the lambs in the middle of the afternoon by myself in january when i was in college and like i couldn't sleep that night so i was like i'm done with scary movies um and coming back to scary movies it's been really interesting to see what stuff i am like really into and what stuff i'm like eh, that's not for me like our first season was twilight so the horror in twilight is the actual movie series itself right, right. um and the story and stephanie meyer and all of that terrible terrible movie theology and stuff um but then we watched the nightmare on elm street series and i realized that like body horror is actually like not something i'm interested in but last season we did ghosts and i love ghost stories because they're like detective stories right there's some mystery because ghosts are like unsettled spirits there's something unresolved and so you got to figure out what is the unresolved thing so whenever there's something like that where I'm like, okay, there's something going on, um, I really like it. And I, we have a tradition of naming our favorite kill. And I right. was like, I don't know if I'm going to be, in, I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> you can pretty much predict that like whoever is the biggest jerk that gets killed, that's who my favorite kill is going to be. So it's like easy right. to predict my favorite kill, but like 
I did not expect to enjoy naming my favorite kiln nearly as much right, as right. I have done. But, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And I, I guess this is a question for both of you. We'll start with Emily since they just, just were talking about the, the stuff they've been looking into. What's your favorite franchise or film you've covered so far in, in the mm. podcast? You've done a lot. Yeah, we have done a lot. Um, I really love... Oh, that is so hard. There are so many. I really love Ghostbusters for the ways that that franchise and that season kind of bridge the gap between horror and science fiction type stuff. Um, okay. I think it's a pretty good entry episode. Um, but also I loved doing Children of the Corn because in college... I did a January term in Ecuador and our professor was supposed to be off for that January term. And so only came with us for like the first week and then was gone. And so we were, and we were the best behaved of the schools participating. So we got nicknamed the children of the corn before I had ever seen the movie. And so I just knew it was something about like children without parents there's something suspicious so it was fun to like watch that movie and then see see what the actual reference was right I, i've often said that there's absolutely nothing ever good happens in a cornfield you know anytime you watch a movie and there's a cornfield coming it's like all right this is about to go off the rails it's true it's true oh my gosh i love children of the corn it's such total cheese ball yeah. what about you face what's what's your favorite one you guys have covered so far well that's so hard um and, That's a tough question. Right. I keep I keep threatening Emily though that we are going to watch the rest of the Children of the Corn franchise since there are 12 <laughs> entries in that franchise and each one gets there's 12 worse than the one before. Yes. I don't think I knew there oh, were that God. many. The Ur Urban Harvest one I actually really enjoyed. That was pretty fun. <laughs> and the one with Fred Williamson. Everything with Fred Williamson is good. But I'm sorry, go back. What, what was your favorite so far? 666 six, six, Isaac's return. I just love that title. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you have to have six, six, six in there. But anyway, um, my favorite—I don't know. Uh, this is hard. My favorite, one of my favorite franchises, always growing up was Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Both of those, like growing up with those, so it's fun to finally cover those both. Uh, one of my favorite movies that we've covered that not many people know about, and I wish more people did, is. Um, the movie Sunshine from 2007. It's sci-fi uh -huh. space movie. That's so good. By Brendan Boyle. Uh, really good. So um, I was really happy to cover that one and uh, introduce more people to that. Uh, so definitely go out and check out that movie if you haven't. Um, huge cast in that too. Michelle Yeoh, Christopher Evans, all sorts of stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'd say that. Uh, my least favorite one, the franchise we've covered though is Twilight. That's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that seems like an easy choice it was uh it was really fun when i came up with the idea to cover twilight and then after we watched the second one i remember saying to emily like there's three more of these that i have to sit through three <laughs> i feel like that's a little bit um the brilliance of the idea to do a predator marathon for our movie commentaries for our upcoming season and then the practicality of actually sitting through five Predator movies in 24 hours. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I got the 
the genius idea last summer. I think Mandalorian season three was coming out and I decided, you know, I got to catch up on Star Wars. I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan, but I missed a lot, especially the TV show stuff. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. I tried to do a, 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 I tried to watch all of Clone Wars and Rebels. I think I was like one season in. I'm like, okay, I need some highlights here. Just what are, what are the core <laughs> episodes? Because <laughs> I cannot Please, okay. the next <laughs> So, I did the same thing. I hadn't really watched the Star Wars TV shows, just the like movies and then the new Mandalorian and that sort of thing. Right. Pace made a list for me, particularly of Clone Wars episodes that were like episodes to watch and then optional episodes if you want a little bit more. Right. But it it like gave me permission to skip a whole bunch of the ones that just needed to be skipped. Yeah. Well, I, I found on Disney plus they have what they call the essential episodes, kind of the stuff to get mm. you up mm -hmm. to speed. And there was only like 20 of those. I'm like, all right, this is much easier. And then I found a list online for rebels, which was maybe 16, 17 episodes. Okay. I get mm. through all that. Yeah. I watched and, uh, all of the rebels episodes. I liked those. Those are fun, but Clone Wars was too many episodes. Long. <laughs> oh, go back. Back to horror. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm looking at some of the questions here that were submitted earlier. Uh, da, da, da. So there's a question for Emily submitted by River, friend of the podcast. Of all the horror franchises you haven't seen, ones you haven't seen, which are you most looking forward to? That's a really good question. Um, right now I'm looking forward to the Alien series because we're on the... Um, we're about to do the Star Wars Alien franchise. Um, I am both looking forward to and a little bit anxious about the Exorcist series. Pace keeps threatening the Exorcist series, and it's like perfect fodder for horror nerds at church. So I know we're going to do it. I just... It was actually a little bit scary when we watched it for our 99th episode um, with TJ Tranchel. And so, yeah, I'm like, mm, it's a little it's a little intimidating, but I'm also looking forward to it because there is so much theologically and religiously, particularly as a pastor, to like tear apart on any sort of horror, but also especially exorcisms. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Not a lot of Lutheran horror, though, now that I think about it, is there? No. <laughs> I no. mean... Maybe that's an unserved market. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe we're just horrific enough without <laughs> making up movies. I didn't say that out loud. Bishop Gold's on vacation. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the Exorcist, yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I know I've, I've watched the original and I watched the episode, the, the third one. Uh, in recent memory, I skipped over number two when I watched him again a little while ago. I found out that the, the third film was actually based on the original sequel novel to The Exorcist from uh, William Blatty, the original author. So uh, I think those two tie together pretty well. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Um, and here's a question for Pace. I got a lot for both of you and then one for each of you here. Uh, for Pace, what this is submitted uh, again by River. Uh, what franchise are you most interested to experience Emily's first reaction to, and how do you think they will react to that series? 
Oh, this is such a great question. Thank you, River. Hmm. Um, I will say it was fun getting Emily to watch the first Friday the 13th after having already seen Freddy versus Jason because they went through that with a whole bunch of preconceived notions about who the villain might be and that <laughs> stuff. And so it was really fun to just be like, nope. So there's still a... <laughs> 11 movies left plus the new series they just announced thank god they're reviving friday the 13th love it so i would love to like what to have you watch through the rest of the series um our for those of you um at home if you're a patreon supporter our plan is every time there's a friday the 13th day we are going to drop an episode on patreon of that mm -hmm. so that way emily can catch up since they've already since we've already covered it in season two Beyond that, though, uh, see, I'm tempted to say something like gruesome, like Saw would be fun to see Emily's reaction to, but I, but even more so, I think, I think something like Leprechaun or something just absolutely weird, Hellraiser, like one of those franchises that just takes such a weird left turn in the middle and they go to space. Right. That would be really fun to just. Explore somebody for the first time, I think. Yeah. So. I love space. And I loved sunshine when we covered sunshine. So I think that's a great idea. I'm here for it. Hellraiser, Bloodlines, and Leprechaun in space are not particularly things I would think of that you would love when we get to those. I mean, maybe, but I, I love space. space. So I'm excited. I, I do remember trying to convince a co-worker years ago back in the 90s i think that they needed to watch hellraiser oh hellraiser it's a classic it's like you know, eight years old at that point and so she went to the video store rented it she's like i hate it it was the dumbest thing i've ever seen I'm like well what did you like she's like i understand like back in time and then up in space i'm like wait you started with episode like five or something yeah so no 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 you only watched the first two skip all the others oh Ooh. my gosh I changed my answer. The one I'm most excited for Emily to watch, and one of these days we're going to do this franchise, is George Romero's of the Dead franchise. Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. And the theological discussions we can get into with that, really good. So I'm excited. Absolutely. No, those those are classics. And, and those are, that's actually, um, I've noticed it's a series that's really consistently well remade. Uh, the, the, the remake of Night Living Dead and the remake of Dawn of the Dead were both really good. That's not something you, you see often. Um, Does I think Shaun of the Dead count in that? Possibly. It depends how broadly we want to. Depends how broadly we want to. It's like that. Ghostbusters. It's one of, if we Casper do the, counted. Of the Dead, it's another, it's another one similar to Godzilla. Like, Godzilla is another franchise I cannot wait to cover. But it's like, there are so many entries in the of the dead franchise, especially if you count like the unauthorized spinoffs like zombie two and stuff like that, that it just becomes mm -hmm. like 60 movies that we have to try to cover. So we have to pare it down a little bit. So I'm not quite sure. How have you done, have funny. you done full cheese? Cause you've got a hundred episodes. I've lost track. Have you done full cheese gates of hell series yet? That's only three. I really want to. Those are mm -hmm. interesting. I had kind of have a love hate relationship with those. Like I, I, I feel like I really should like them more than I do, and then yet I still go back and watch them all about once a year, <laughs> <laughs> even though like I'm in the middle of the third one. Like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> That's what there like, are a couple holiday movies that are like that for me. 
I rewatch Holiday in the Wild every year because it has elephants, not because it's quality filming. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to change my answer to reverse question because I forgot. No, not to reverse question, to one of the other questions. I love Jordan Peele. That is one of the things that I've learned on this podcast. Anything that Jordan Peele is involved with, I want to see. So that's Nope. That's the Candyman remake. There are so many, like, just phenomenal horror movies connected to Jordan Peele. So that is my, like, that's the one I really love. If you watch Jordan Peele was a producer on Candyman, Nia DaCosta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, if you watch the the recent Candyman, make sure and go back and watch the original one. We did. And it's, okay, there you go. Yeah, it, we watched. That's a. I think it was a movie commentary for the original, and then an episode okay. for the new one. Nice, because that's that's a great. We've seen a lot of this in the last couple of years of horror, where people are coming back and saying, "Okay, just ignore all the sequels. This is going right back to the first one." The recent Halloween trilogy was like that, and. And the new Candyman was very much the same. It's like, just watch that one, watch the original. You've got a solid story. Because there were a couple sequels to the original Candyman, which were, you know, they were very 90s franchise sequel fodder kind of things. They weren't that great. and They, they were forgettable. Have you watched Scream yet? That's kind of a fun meta. Not. That's something that I'm excited to introduce them to as well. Nice. Yeah. I was... Waiting to get through a little bit more horror so that way they could get some of the meta jokes in there. Right. I, I was just going to say, once you've, you've kind of got your feet grounded, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. then, uh, then, then I think you'll appreciate Scream a lot more than coming into it blind. Yeah. Um, let's look, go back to some of these questions here. Uh, a question from Toby. Toby asks, I guess for either one of you, what's your most unexpected horror and theology crossover you've come across yet? Mm. I wish we had a we should have gotten our list of like all the episodes we've ever done I think the like everything everywhere all at once and the and we also did um Doctor Strange in the multiverse like the Uh the ones that deal with the multiverse I think are really interesting to talk about they're not exactly horror scary um, in the same way, but I really liked them. And I think I, <laughs> we watched because there is a now five and a half year old in my life who I love. Um, we watched Vampirina um, for a BooTube episode. And that was delightful because it's horror in the sense of like vampires and, and like monsters and stuff, but it's for little kids and it's done really well and so it's it actually gives you a lot of good things to talk about and like lessons and that sort of thing while also being horror-ish and horror-y spooky and fun right yeah yeah gotcha uh i'm gonna focus for the answer on this question is unexpected because there are a lot of movies i went into like knowing we could talk a lot about the theology of this movie um, like The Exorcist, for instance, one that just is ripe for that, but mm-hmm. was very surprised by the depth of theological conversation we had for the first Twilight with T.J. Tranchell mm. of 
unpacking the Methodist kind or Methodist whoa based LDS, LDS is Sunday y'all um LDS theology in those right. uh, in those movies so that was one and then Wicker Man which I kind Ooh, of would, yeah. would be a good one but um our guest uh blanking on his name Howard Howard, Howard. Uh, yeah Howard yeah. Ingham was fantastic and we really were able to get into some deep theology there as mm -hmm. well and that was just a really fun um episode as well so i would say those two probably stand out to me yeah most unexpected deep theological i think i was also unexpectedly drawn in by the twilight breaking dawn part one and nightmare on elm street um the dream child yeah the dream child one nightmare on elm street five dream child which we had Susanna on um and she's a former president of now new jersey and so like digging into the way there like the amount of anti-choice propaganda was really fascinating to me because it mm. didn't register for me the first time i saw the twilight movie break twilight breaking dawn part one um but like watching it with her and talking about it with her was just like oh wow this is like insidious like everywhere in pop culture is this like anti-choice propaganda um so that was that was also really fascinating for me i feel like the horror in twilight i watched those movies a few years ago when my my kids were younger and kind of into them um it's nothing about the monsters per se it's not like the vampires aren't scary the werewolves aren't scary they're just kind of goofing around you know it's this whole mm -hmm. romeo and julia thing but it's like the fact that you've got this series of books starring that the main character is 200 years old hangs out in high school is picking up girls you know that's really creepy mm -hmm. <laughs> not even like really i mean i'm laughing but it's not even really funny creepy it's like just go away <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do something else yeah. I mean, just the idea of having to go back to high school after 200 years is bad enough, but right. <laughs> no, thanks. I will pass. Oh my gosh. This is actually some really fun early, early submission questions here. Um, let's see if anybody comes up with anything from here. Kay asks, most practically dressed person in a horror film who's not murdering anybody, bonus points if they aren't male. I got one for this, actually. If I can jump in first. Yeah. Uh, Barbara in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. She starts off as a total wilting flower and about halfway into the movie, she gets in this whole farmer's outfit, you know, cargo pants and a flannel shirt. And because her, her regular clothes were wrecked by being chased by zombies. And then she goes out and, and kicks zombie asses. She's technically not murdering anybody, but I think she killed the zombie or two. So I think Barbara from the remake of Night of the Living Dead, she was pretty great. Nice. How about you I, guys? I have to say, ghostbusters the two the 2016 ghostbusters uh -huh. all of them really well dressed like uh kristen wiggs character is not necessarily at the very very beginning but immediately like once they form their group um and both of the other two are from the start very well like they've got their jumpsuits to protect them and they've got good shoes for running and solid dressing not men, not male, and not murdering. Mm -hmm. so, very, very practical outfits. Yeah. What about you, Pace? 
I don't know. I feel like the movies we've covered haven't had too much impractically dressed people. So like most of the ones we've covered have been pretty well. Um, so I guess I'll go the opposite and say the most impractically dressed <laughs> for me is a tie between two. The first one is um, The Passion of the Christ when we covered that movie. Oh, and when Jesus is wearing his little loincloth and is getting destroyed in this absolute like splatter fest gore um level uh i feel like that was very impractical and also not historically accurate and mm -hmm. then the other one that i would say is in ghost when they're doing pottery and patrick <laughs> is like shirtless and stuff get it in their game pottery everywhere i'm like that doesn't seem very practical either when you're doing your well, you, you, you wouldn't want to stain your regular clothes with clay you know just do it naked i guess i don't know Right, right. Why not? <laughs> it's here to wash off. Oh my gosh. How about uh oh here we go. So Kay asked the dress one. Here's another one from Kay. Favorite jump scare where there was actually nothing to be afraid of. Okay. So we keep track of jump scares mostly because of me, because I knew to horror and I jump scare easily. Uh when I'm paying complete attention to the movie so what has happened is the movie commentaries is where there are the most jump scares and i think it was when we were watching sleepy hollow our patreon supporters will have to like confirm or deny this but in sleepy hollow at like there were a couple jump scares that were like from the movie but at one point gandalf barked yeah my dog gandalf in case you're wondering like yeah why is Lord of the Rings character showing up in Sleepy Hollow? Right? Yeah. No. Ian not McKellen Michael Gammon. Wandering by. And... <laughs> um, but Pace's dog Gandalf barked, and I had the biggest jump scare. Nothing was happening in the movie that like prompted that was like going to make me jump scare, but that was definitely I was like, nice. God for that one. Yeah, I don't really have. I don't really jump scare much, so. I can't really answer this question myself, sadly. So there's, um, you'll still have this to, to look forward to, Emily, but I, I think maybe most horror fans are in agreement that the greatest jump scare of all time is in Exorcist 3. And I'm sure Pace knows exactly, he's nodding, or they're nodding, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, you have that to look forward to. Okay, because um, I did jump scare when the priest like jumped out of the window. I was not ready. I was not expecting that at all. Um, <laughs> so that was a jump scare for me. But oh my gosh, yeah, the, 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 the Exorcist three one. That's a fun one. You pretty much you know talk to any horror fan, ask them, "Oh, would you think of the, the jump scare in Exorcist 3? They've got an opinion because they all know it. it it's <laughs> it's it was maybe one of the first ones, <clears throat> excuse me, that really got me. You know, I, I saw the Exorcist. Oh, no, that was the second one, I believe. First one was an alien. Um, the, the Exorcist 3 was the one that really got me when I saw it in the theater. Like, it's just because the rest of the movie, it's kind of, it's not a jump scare movie. It's it's a really kind of subtle, and then, you know, slow, slow burn, slow build kind of thing. And then this thing happens. Whoa, that was un unexpected and not called for at all. But thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Let's look at some more questions here. We got a few more. Uh, most practically dressed. We did the franchise. Who's your favorite guest you've ever had on your show, Pace? 
Okay, I have to come clean on this. This is from Brooke. And Brooke was a guest for the 2016 <laughs> Ghostbusters. So nice. she has a particular perspective on why she's asking the question. But go for it, Case. Uh, I'm sure oh Brooke is perfect last person. So, <laughs> let's see. Since we have three guests listening uh, on, in this Zoom right now. Uh, yeah, I... One of the best parts in all seriousness one of the best parts about doing hoarders at church was is all the cool people we've gotten to have on the podcast and talk to and stuff like that so it's i can't really pick a favorite i can't even pick a least favorite like every guest we've had so far has been incredible um brooke of course you're one of my all-time favorites you're welcome back <laughs> on the podcast anytime same with you Susanna, river ben all of you and ben and Susanna are presently like neck and neck as who who is the most guest appearances on Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> um I think and because you're both on this one, I mean you're both kind of a <laughs> just keeping it neck and neck. Yeah, uh, just keeping it neck and neck. But so um, like Godzilla versus Kong thing here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will but, say though related to that, I'm also not going to claim a favorite because of the same reasons that Pace said. Um, but nice try, Brooke. Um, <laughs> I, we've been doing, so during the writers and actors strikes, we put our sixth season kind of on pause because it, it, it there were like, there was a thing for influencers not to promote struck companies, right? And so in order to watch all of our movies and all of the TV shows and stuff, you kind of have to be part, like you kind of have to have Disney plus. And so that would be promoting Disney plus. And we didn't want to. So we put it on pause until the strikes are over, which are now over. So we're starting in January. Um, but what we did in the meantime is we've been doing a book season, a book like mm -hmm. mini season. Um, and that has been fantastic. I'm not, I haven't ever been like, a horror book reader really um but we've read some really great ones and i really enjoy short story style ones um nice. but i loved frankenstein's book of prayer um which was the author yeah yeah i we we did it yeah with the author steve case but that particular like the particular niche of horror and theology is and like book of common prayer horror frankenstein it, it was fantastic i love that book and yeah so that's probably my favorite book season series nice episode although yeah, remains to never, be told is like very close second you can never go wrong with frankenstein mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's true it's true Yep. Our book season, we just, I don't know, I, I don't know how, why people keep saying yes. So thank you to all of you guests who keep saying yes to us. But like this season, we had Lee Murray, Nikki Lee, Jackie Greaves, Chris McKenzie, Offer Remains to be Told. Um, ben Monroe, you're such an accomplished horror author yourself. Uh, check out his book, The Seething, by the way. Such a good book. And I feel like that's your thank background you. is reference. Yes. Yeah, that, that was a photo of not exactly when I had the moment of inspiration, but the area where I had the moment of inspiration for the book. So you can even see the little little island back there. Yep. And um, 
Steve Case and Claudia Gray as the other two authors we've had on this season so far. All fantastic. So. Nice. Well, so it's talking about the writers and the, the, the strike and, and what you've been doing kind of around that does make me wonder, you know, are there any, actually I note here, any thoughts to, to movies that you just would not want to cover on the podcast? Anything you just don't want to talk about or promote? And I guess by saying you don't want to, now you're going to promote them, but. I mean, anti-promote them? <laughs> <laughs> we, so I will go first. Um, that's okay. So we had talked about different the way we've talked about the the seasons is doing like a big horror franchise season and then a like themed minisode season. Um, so that's where ghosts and ghostbusters, vampires and twilight um have come in. And we talked about doing a werewolf one. And mm. in the beginning, I was like, if we do a werewolf season, I really want to do Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Because there's just a lot to do there. And since then, I mean, at that stage, we were like, I was like on the edge with J.K. Rowling. Um, sure, sure. And our initial, like Nerds at Church, the predecessor podcast to that was HP at Church, as in Harry Potter at Church. So I was already like kind of moving away from J.K. Rowling uh, because of how transphobic she is. Um, among also being super racist, super colonialist. Um, and, but I like, there's, there is a thing about Prisoner of Azkaban that I think is really good and important to talk about. But also, I just am past the point where I can promote anything that she has done. Um, and so that is no longer one of the if we do a werewolf season one of the movies that we would watch interesting yeah. that totally makes sense and how about you face um yeah there are a few there's one franchise in particular that um i'm not gonna name here for because of reasons but like the creator is just a really not good person um and has been accused of sexual assault and stuff and just is not yeah repenting for any of that or showing any remorse and just so it's like by doing his film franchise we would be leading people into that world and also giving him money and stuff so the that's one that I just very clearly do not want to do um and similar with like a uh Harry Potter is another franchise I just won't cover right now there are a few movies though and few franchise like any re any movie like that where the it's very com everybody's complicated we're all human um right. everybody makes mistakes but where people are just like using the money they make to further promote harm and stuff like that is mm -hmm. the line for me um but as far as content there's very little on like i would i would totally be down to do an episode on something like cannibal holocaust or something there's not anything that i feel like is too gross maybe not a serbian film we probably won't do that one but beyond that like there's not too much um content wise i don't think we would cover on the podcast because all of it can bring about good conversation about like even if mm -hmm. bad stuff is happening you can talk about what makes it bad or why it's harmful those kind of things so right yeah 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably know exactly the the franchise you're talking about, and uh, it's it's weird. You know, there's a lot of films I've seen where I just even watching the movie, I get like just a creepy feeling out of it, and not like a fun mm -hmm. horror creepy feeling. Just like I don't know, guys. You know, something weird's going on here. Um, there's a movie I've seen, which I, I will also not name. It's just, it's one of two films I've never managed to finish. Uh, one was Cannibal Holocaust. The other was this other film. And I've, I've, uh, I've named it a few times in conversation talking about like, what's the worst movie you've ever seen. And, you know, I went to film school. I've seen a lot of bad movies <laughs> and, and, and I, I bring this one up and people will instantly, oh, I got to go check that out. Like, no, no, you really don't. Please trust me. <laughs> and even like they'll watch the trailer, you know, and oh my God, what the hell is this? I'm like, I told you not to watch it. Yeah. It's terrible. And that's, so. that's, I think one of the tricky parts, particularly in horror, because there are a lot of like cult classics in horror and right. like, bad movies are not necessarily bad movies right like if they are just like poorly made or b horror like there's so many horror films that people still want to do um and still want to watch even if it's like poorly made or the like right. 12th version of the exorcist or whatever um so it's harder to like name this movie is bad for for like reasons that mean you shouldn't watch it right like that right. that distinction i think is harder to make in horror than in other movie genres because of that particular thing i don't know yeah i think you're right I, I think no i i know what you're saying i think you know especially back in the the late 60s into the early to mid 70s you know that kind of the grindhouse cinema um mm -hmm it was so easy to make a film cheaply back then that a lot of real sleazy movies got made. Um, and, uh, and some of them just aren't worth <laughs> really anyone's time. You know, uh, I, I think at a pace of watching anything by Herschel Gordon Lewis, like he's kind of on the borderline of just don't watch his stuff. You know, his mm -hmm. movies are kind of sleazy and gross and, and cheaply made. You know, sometimes he almost approaches something like artistic merit, but, then he just kind of takes a left turn. I mean, you know, I guess to sum up Herschel Gordon Lewis, he decided that making sleazy exploitation films in the 60s and 70s wasn't sleazy enough. So he got into direct mail advertising after he, he left film. So and he's got lots of books on Amazon you can find about how to, you know, hmm. uh, write marketing copy that sizzles and things like that. So <laughs> interesting character. <laughs> Well, there are definitely some bad ones out there. I'll bring my notes back up here. I'm just kind of skimming to see if we've got any more questions we haven't covered yet, stuff that's come in. Also, if you're um, watching and you have questions, put them in the chat and River will pop them in our... Yeah, send them on over. What else? Uh, did I ask what's your favorite movie or franchise you've covered? What's your least favorite? Can't remember. Do we already yeah, talk about that one? Yeah, we did that I'm one. Trying to jump back and forth. Yeah, okay. Um, so we just asked, are there any movies you will not cover on the podcast? But here's another good one. What's the scariest movies you ever you've ever seen? And if you haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, will it ever get talked about? Will you ever cover that one? So my answer is easy. Um, Silence of the Lambs is the scariest movie I have ever seen. 
um I like it was in the realm of like psychological thriller for me that like that was the scary part um that it it got in my head and it couldn't I couldn't get it out um I don't know if we will ever get to it on the podcast I imagine Pace wants to get to it (laughs) there's so much transphobia to talk about in that movie I can't wait we need to talk about just for that yeah but that's not happening anytime very soon (laughs) I I gotta get all of the tropes down before I start watching the like super duper duper scary ones for me this is hard because again I've been watching horror since I practically came out of the womb so it's like what's scary for me like horror is not scary scary for me anymore it's very rare that I see a movie that like I generally feel scared or get jump scare for or anything like that but one of the scariest movies I've seen recently though um I would say Hereditary is up there it's Mm. just really like the the anxiety is high the entire movie from beginning to end and it just there's no release or relenting of that and so it's something I definitely want to cover on the podcast at some point just kind of waiting until I feel like Emily is ready to wade into those waters um we already covered Midsummer, uh one of his other films on the podcast which was fun from season one but hereditary we'll get to did you do the witch yet we have as part of season two, so Emily wasn't oh, okay part of that one Emily, yet. I didn't see that. <laughs> we do. We have talked about a witch season, so yeah, that'll witch. definitely be a movie commentary because we'll have to revisit it so Emily can watch it. Still, one of the best witch movies ever made, I think. Do you want to live deliciously? Yes, I do. Thank you. I was in the supermarket a couple of years ago, and I saw was it McCormick Spices. That was their slogan, live deliciously. I'm like, nope, not going to buy it. Thank you. Right, right. <laughs> not going there. To bring Satan into my household. Thank you. <laughs> Especially with all that extra MSG. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm looking for any new, no, no, no new live questions yet. Uh, well, what's, what do you guys have coming up that you're kind of excited about? What are you? give us a preview of the next time you're going to talk about horror i know we're deep into star wars land right now and i know you're you're doing predator soon but what are some thoughts about things you might want to do so this is a good time to mention that we actually this is not answering your question at all but Susanna reminded me that we have a merch store and you can get things like oh no things like <laughs> this we just make everything the mug of invisibility this, the, the mug of invisibility um that says queer nerds at church there's also trans nerds at church all sorts of things you can get um all sorts of shirts from our like to nb to transition to nb not to transition um i oh i was gonna that's what i was gonna wear i was gonna wear my christmas one that looks a lot like this background but it's green would it just um, what you would have just blended in it would have been invisible emily against your background i mean maybe it's true that's fair um but so you can buy merch from us at bit.ly slash nerds at church merch just capitalize the first letter of each word um and 
We have all sorts of different things. I have masks that I wear every week in worship, and they are liturgically appropriate colors. So I just got to pull out my blue one uh, because I was preaching at a church that pushed Advent up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we have everything from like phone covers and stickers and... Oh, look, stickers. Speaking of, there's a sticker. And there's a sticker because I put stickers on water bottles because it's what I do. Yep. Um, yeah. So definitely check out our merch store. Yeah, uh, I almost wore my um camp horror nerds at church. Friend of the podcast, uh, Eugene Johnson did this whole nerdy camp campers of classic horror movies. So there's the Nosferatu, there's a the Frankenstein stuff. So that was our very first line of merch on there, still up there and such and so fun so i almost wear that but didn't um so instead i'm wearing my uh freddy krueger christmas sweater which is not on our merch store but you can find on the internets also appropriate most of our merch store honestly is designed by pace aside from the campers um which is fantastic but yeah okay you know Mm -hmm. oh oh, sorry go ahead no i was gonna try and get back to your question so keep yeah do that <laughs> and then we'll have another one for you. Okay. Um I am really I love Star Wars. So I'm really excited for the Star Wars series. But when we recorded our Predator movie commentaries, I was surprised by how much I really liked the newest Predator movie. I don't remember. Right. Right. I haven't now I haven't seen it yet and I really wanted to. So it's I'm looking fantastic. forward to that one too. It's fantastic. I'm here for it. Um, so that's the last one of our movie commentaries coming out next season. Um, so you have to be a one of our Patreon supporters, which you can become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com slash horror nerds at church. Um, and you can be a Patreon supporter at either uh, our horror nerd or horror buff level to get our movie commentaries. Um, but that was just like a really fun, really fun movie. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So. And we sat, we sat through all five Predator films for you. That's how much we love you all. Indeed, <laughs> the, indeed. the middle ones got a little weird, like Predator yeah. 2, Predators, the Predator they're also named terribly. Aside from the first two and the last one, they're named terribly. Um, yeah. So, of course, most of our uh, most of our effort and mind is on the forthcoming season six with all the Star Wars films, the Alien films, and the Predator films, which will be on Patreon. Um, and we did that because of Alien versus Predator. Of course, we had to cover Predator at, to tie it in with Alien, but. Um, Beyond that, we've already been thinking a little bit. We haven't landed on anything 100% yet, but I think Emily and I are both leaning towards a witch season following Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So um, we haven't really come up with a franchise that would be the core of it. So it might just be a bunch of one-offs because we already did Dario Argento's um, Suspiria because that was originally going to be the franchise is cover all of those. Mm -hmm. um, The Mother of Tears trilogy plus the Suspiria remake, but since we already did the first one, probably not. So if you have any suggestions on which franchises that could be the base of that season, let us know. We definitely will be doing Practical Magic for it, though. Practical Magic. With guest star 
Okay, roll off. Yep. Oh, sorry. That's, that's interesting gone. because aside from the Blair Witch Project and its associated sequels and remakes, um, I can't really think of a a witch series, a witch franchise. Yeah, there really aren't that many aside from that and Harry Potter, of course, which like we said, we're not covering. Um, another one is Halloween Town. We could always cover Halloween Town. But that I feels was going like to say, we could do Halloween. Halloween Town. There's four of them. Yeah, so I don't mm. know. Oh, Mayfair Witches. Mayfair Witches. Yeah. But that's a TV show, yep. right? No. Ooh, that's also a TV show. Yeah. And so. Books. Yeah, discovery. They will of definitely be covered as part of our boot tubes for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sabrina yeah, so. the Teenage Witch and Charmed will also be boot tubes because I will insist on that. Oh, next you got you got Willow and Buffy, right? Yeah, we've done a couple Buffy boot tube <laughs> movie commentary episodes. Yeah, interesting. And there's still supposed to be one that Suzanne and Emily do at some point. <laughs> It's true. It's true from our vampire season. Um, we probably will still do a Buffy one and an Angel one at some point. Um, I'm sure. But after Witches, really anything is a fair game. So this is now season seven will be Witches. So now thinking like season eight and beyond, who knows? But some stuff that I really, really cannot wait to cover is I'd love to cover some kaiju films like Godzilla or the legendary mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we've talked about doing a Frankenstein franchise of just uh, season of just basically all the versions of Frankenstein nice. out there. Uh, we've talked about doing zombies. So that's, uh, of course, the of the Living Dead series, but also something like Resident Evil could be one of them. or uh, could be World War Z, cover. which I yeah. watched for a seminary class. There's so much out there. Uh, so really, the uh, the joke that Emily and I have is just we need to keep doing this podcast till the day we die or till the eschaton happens because there's just so much good content out there. And especially as we branch out a little bit into things like Star Wars and stuff that just even opens up even further as to what we could cover on the podcast. So, oh, sure. So have you done have you talked about Ginger Snaps yet? That's one. Oh, no, that would be great for a werewolf season. Werewolf we season. Yeah. Ooh. And um, the Hell House movies, uh, if you if you haven't seen those, I'm sure you can get something out of that. They're a found footage haunted house kind of thing with mm. a lake of fire mm. and portals to hell thought and about, evil clowns. I've thought about haunted houses. We did some haunted house stuff in our ghost season, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Conjuring is up there as one that we definitely will cover sooner than later, especially because they keep making new ones. Um, but those are like so theological and also the real people that they're based off of are like off the rockers bizarre yeah, total creeps yeah so <laughs> it's like i cannot wait to talk about them because they they portray them so cool as this amazing very attractive couple in the movies and, and right. it's like ed and lorraine warren were just mm, weird people yeah i I also think it would be interesting to do some sort of superhero, anti-hero type of one. Um, we just watched, I forgot to mention it at the beginning, we just watched Gen V, which mm. is a spinoff of... The, uh, boy, uh, the Boys, right? The Boys, yeah. Right. So, just finished that. That is like, there is some gore in that show. Um, but that was a really interesting 
that would be a really interesting like similar to the star wars where like it's is it horror is it not horror but we as a podcast think everything can be horror Mm -hmm. and so like diving into that i think would be would be really interesting yeah yeah well horror you know i always find it's it's something yeah i think i mentioned it's it's kind of an aesthetic earlier I, i like to think of it more as an aesthetic than a genre and you know my favorite kind of horror is when you layer the horror over some other kind of story. You know, Emily, you mentioned you really like space stuff, you know, and there's tons of sci-fi horror. There's tons of fantasy horror, superhero horror, probably. Um, and that's one of the things I, that I really appreciate about the horror. I, I don't really even often think of it as a genre. You know, I like to say that horror is the only, although now I have to use the word genre, <laughs> the, the only type of storytelling that we really think about, it's named after an emotion. You know, you don't, you don't feel sci-fi. You don't feel fantasy, mm-hmm. but you feel mm-hmm. horror because, you know, horror is something that really grabs you in a different way. Um, and I don't really, we don't really have any more questions to answer from the crowd, from the, the people in the audience. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about while we have time here? I don't know. That's a great talk question. About what's coming and <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it may be fun since we always have our guests share real life church horror stories. It might be fun if uh, Emily, if you have one, I definitely have one I could share and we could potentially end the podcast, uh, end this episode by sharing real life church horror stories since you get to hear it from all of you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um Absolutely. You go first, Pace. I'm trying to figure out which ones I can tell without. (laughs) We're trying to narrow it down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pastor in the church. (laughs) There's a lot. Yeah, there. Um, Okay, I'll tell my. There's there's too many for me, so it's also trying to narrow it down. But um, I think I told the one about the bones in the graveyard on the podcast before. I think I've told the one about, have I told the ghost horse yet? Okay, I'll tell the ghost horse. I've also told this story on, um, when I guess appeared on uh, Jenny Crean's podcast about the Bible. Their reverent Bible talk. Yes, that that's the podcast. Thank you. Um, so anyway, this is when I was living in Gettysburg, supposedly the most haunted place in the country, uh, because of the civil, the Great Civil War battle, the three day bloodiest battle of the Civil War that occurred there. In addition to all the genocide and stuff that happened before that, too, Indigenous peoples and stuff in that area. But um, so I was attending seminary there at a Lutheran seminary. Uh, one of the things I would like to do is take late night walks through the battlefield. The seminary is on the battlefield itself and was actually the site of several of the skirmishes. And one of the buildings was used as a makeshift hospital during the Civil War, um, Schmucker Hall there. So uh, so when I say take a walk through a battlefield, I basically mean just like leaving my apartment and then I'm already on the battlefield. But like there's all these paths there. If you've ever been to Gettysburg, like the it's really huge layout of just acres and acres of what nowadays is mostly farmland, but um was battlefield at the time. 
And so I was walking there with a friend, with a group of friends, and my friend Steve and I kind of uh, were walking slower than everybody, than the rest of our group, because we've gone to really deep theological discussion, as you do when you're a nerd like Pace. Mm -hmm. So we're just, I think we're probably like debating the third use of the law or something super nerdy and technical like that. Uh, (laughs) And so we're just like talking and the rest of our friends up ahead. We can see them because they have like flashlights and stuff up ahead of us. And then suddenly um, one of the things the battlefield offers is horse tours. So you can go on horse tours throughout the battlefield during the day. This was at night. So it was very strange and bizarre to us when suddenly walking across the street and the stopping in the middle of the street was this giant horse like probably 20 feet in front of us and our friends were probably about 40 feet in front of us so it's basically in between us and our friend group and we're like what is this horse doing at like 9 30 at night on the battlefield just standing in the middle of the road and we're like freaked out a little bit because like I don't want to get close to the horse because I don't I don't want to get kicked or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? And then suddenly our friends were going to the one of the monuments. So they made it to the monument and then they turned back and started walking back towards us. As soon as they turned around and their their flashlights shone through the horse and the horse just disappeared. And it was gone. So that's my real life mm-hmm. horror story. And it's church related because I was attending a seminary at the time. So. <laughs> The ghost horse of Gettysburg. Yes. Yes. I do not have any supernatural horror stories. Um, I have plenty of other horror stories uh, because I'm a queer pastor in the church. Um, But I think the one that... um, Oh, now I forgot it. Um, Okay. I'm going to do one of them. It's not the one that I thought of and was like, ooh, that one. But I forgot that one. So I'm going to do the other one that I was thinking of. Um, the next best. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, uh, as a pastor, tend to talk about the things that are difficult um, and pray for the things that are difficult. So in 2014, in my first call, I was pray. we were asked as a predominantly white con- denomination the elca uh we were asked to pray for black men and boys who are getting shot by police and so i pushed a thing on our facebook this was my first like this was like three or four months into my first call uh post the thing on our facebook and then like made a plan we were gonna wear black and pray that day then next sunday in worship and um it was our children's pageant thing in advent um but i like made the post and ended up losing like multiple families from the congregation who were not happy that we were praying for black men and boys getting killed by the police and um my favorite comment about why somebody was leaving was um they had retired from their job and they said that they did not want to be challenged in their retirement Oh, and so I was like, well, this is not the congregation. Like, I'm not the pastor for you if you do not want to be challenged, because that is literally what our faith calls us to. Um, so that was that was my like 
Oof. And that there was like a whole bunch more, right? There's a whole bunch more context, a whole bunch more, all these things. But um, when that happened, I was just like, do you like, yeah, there's just a disconnect on what we understood church to be. Um, <clears throat> so that was my like main horror, church horror story. There you go. I think last time, or the first time I was on Pace asking this question, I just commented that, well, we just had our annual meeting. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good to know our story. We just had our other annual meeting a couple weeks ago. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. We did get one more question here, which I think might be interesting. um, From Susanna asks, uh, and then then after this, we'll wrap it up. What is it like to be a guest on the podcast? Uh, And I, I guess... I guess I would have to answer that because you guys have not been. Well, Emily, you, you've been a guest before you were a co-host, right? I was a guest before I was a co-host, but also Susanna and potentially River, who is not required to answer the question because she didn't she didn't sign up to answer any questions today. But Susanna and River have also been um, guests on the podcast, so they also could answer. But Ben, you go first. What's it like? I'm just going to politely wait and see if anybody else raises their hand, but if they don't, I'll jump in. Um, <laughs> well, I've had a great time doing it. I, I think this is maybe now the fifth time I've been on, you know, Pace and I talk, uh, well, text, you know, all the time about horror nerdy stuff. Oh, I just saw this. I just saw this terrible movie. You should watch it because you like terrible movies. Um, <laughs> and so often, you know, we'll find kind of a common ground. You know, I know, um, Pace knows that I'm a big fan of the Halloween franchise as, as they are. And so when the last one came out, uh, Halloween ends, uh, Pace was like, oh, I want to have you back on the show. We're going to talk about this. And I didn't get to see the movie until it had been out for a couple of weeks at that point. And already I had heard people complaining about it, how it was terrible, how it ruined my childhood. As soon as I hear that, I, I, I'll back up a little bit and say, you know, I grew up in Berkeley in the 70s and the 80s. And so I, I'm kind of naturally contrary when it comes to stuff like that. When I hear when I hear the the herd going in one direction, I will often say, "Well, then, fine. I'm going to watch this movie, and I'm going to find 800 reasons to like it, <laughs> even if I wasn't necessarily going to like it in the first place." So, anyway, so I went to see it, and and we had a great discussion about about how much fun we both had with the movie. I think Pace, you you're nodding over there, you you liked the thing. Um, yeah. I thought it was a great film, and so back to the actual question what's it like to be a, a guest on the podcast you know it's it's really just based pulled me along a couple times when we had a, a movie we both knew we liked or you know we were both interested in and then it's just like hanging out and talking with a friend of yours for an hour about something you both really enjoy um so i think anytime pace has asked me to be on the show i've, I've jumped at the chance we always have a good time the lost boys episode was the first episode that they brought me on for which is one of my favorite movies of all time and emily if you haven't seen it you have that to look forward to it's uh it's a little more in the horror comedy realm but it's it's a solid uh version of both um and so yeah uh anybody listening who pace might ever reach out to you and ask you to be on the show i i highly recommend it it's a it's a good time yeah it looks like Anna has an answer. We've got a, a hand raised. Yeah. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> We try. And it is allegedly, and I think I agree with this, um, but it is allegedly one of my superpowers that I'm really good at recommending movies for people. Um, Mm -hmm. it's hard for someone like Ben who's seen everything. But for a lot of, but for a lot of people who haven't seen that much horror and stuff, I, I try to pick guests and select movies that I truly think the guests will enjoy and have a lot to talk about. And so like River was on everything everywhere
hopefully sooner than later, we're thinking spring right now. So um, keep your eyes posted for and ears and other sensory body, body parts posted to our Faith uh, Facebook and other places, Blue Sky uh, acts all that stuff. For more information about that when that comes out, River and I will be River will be offering a few classes as well, probably. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And then I'm also working on my dissertation. So I'll probably defend <laughs> sometime in the spring and then look for that being published at some point if I ever finish the darn thing. You will. I've, I've, I've known so many people who have had to defend their dissertations. My brother's a professor at Santa Cruz and my dad was a professor. I, I always think defending your dissertation would be a lot more fun if there were like swords involved. You know? Right? <laughs> there are some people that when maybe. they get their phd they get swords in like i don't know if it's scotland or somewhere somewhere in yes. europe yes yeah, my, my brother is a professor of archaeology so unless he digs one up in the backyard i don't think he's getting one anytime soon <laughs> that's fair that's fair and emily what about you what are you up to what do you got coming up yeah um you can definitely i do probably more social mediaing than pace which is not that hard to do um so you can find me on Blue Sky at Queer Pastor or Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Rev underscore Ewing. Um, the TikTok verse is my like Brooke, um, who submitted a question, friend of the podcast, and I do Sabbath sips together. Um, but I've been doing a lot of art and um some role for sermon, random preaching. Uh, and I've been starting to do some praying in color and leading a group on zoom for that so if you're interested you can contact me and i will um let you know when that is coming up but yeah i i'm around uh way too much on social media <laughs> nice uh as far as uh, me i'll talk to myself for a second and a half here um you can find more about me uh, right up there up there at uh, benmonroe.com um uh, like pace i'm kind of dialing it back <clears throat> on social media these days it was getting to be a little too much i think uh, i had like maybe four or five different accounts and then the other day i was thinking about emily maybe you'll get the joke a scene in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where a, a whole species was cursed with telepathy and every random thought they had was broadcast to the entire universe and like that sort of was starting how i was kind of feeling on on social media so i'm yeah. taking a, a step back um but uh, go to bedmanrow.com and in the about section you can find links to wherever I happen to be at the time and I've got books coming out you'll find looks, links to my uh, books and short stories and things uh, there um, and I guess that's it for me so next up you guys are doing you want to talk Pace about the the next episode Star Wars from sure. a certain point of view Empire Strikes Back yep so our next episode is another book episode um Star Wars Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, a collection of 40 short stories all told from different characters' perspectives um, in celebration of the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back that came out a few years ago. So that's going to come out in December. Um, at some point, we're going to do, um, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, but now we're starting to push into our Star Wars movies recovering, so who knows when that one will happen. But those are our last two book episodes to come. Um, and then on Christmas, stay tuned Christmas Day for a special Star Wars-themed episode. You can guess 
what <laughs> release of stars we will be covering on Christmas. Uh, on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> believe it or That's not. the real trick. That's the real horror. And so if scheduling allows, uh, Ben, you're going to join us again for that one. So we're excited Absolutely. to hear more of Ben at, and also hear our thoughts on that abysmal entry into the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and, and I, I promise not to sing the song. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we're done. Well, it's nice talking to you all. So that's it for this live episode. Uh, the theme music was by Matt May. Horror Nerds at Church releases every Thursday, like it or not. Find <laughs> Horror Nerds at Church wherever you get your podcasts and on Facebook and Instagram at Horror Nerds at Church and Twitter and Blue Sky at HNAC Pod. Support Horror Nerds at Church on Patreon and get access to exclusive movie commentary episodes, Bootu episodes, and more bonus content by going to patreon.com slash horror nerds at church. That's A-T, not a little at symbol. Don't do that. Something else entirely. It's only $5 to sign up, cheaper than a glass of Bantha milk at the Moss Eisley Cantina. <laughs> Until next time, watch scary movies. Keep America strong. Love it. <laughs>